What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself and Greg Piatelli. We are back. We are talking some baseball. We're talking some football. We're talking some golf. We started this during the ninth inning of the Phillies game, so you get some live updates from me there. They cut into an Aaron Judge at bat. We thought he got 61. If you know the bat I'm talking about, you don't want to miss me <laughs> reacting to it live. It was pretty funny. We also talk college football, NFL Week 3. We wrap up with some President's Cup talk. This one was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you all think. As always, though, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart wherever you get your pods. Follow us on Instagram, Thunderblog Sports is the handle there, ThunderBLG on Twitter. But enjoy the episode, enjoy the weekend of sports ahead, and here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen Card Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, returning after a little break. The man, the myth, the prophet himself, Mr. Greg Piatelli. How are you? Jordy, it's fall, right? The best, officially the first day of autumn. The only season with two names, if you will, right? Fall and autumn. I learned that little fun fact today. My favorite time of the year. Love sweatshirt weather. Love the fall. Love the fall in New England. Uh, we, we'll include Philadelphia. Love the fall in the Northeast. How about that? Um, you yeah. know, it's nothing could be better. Yeah, the fall in Philadelphia is an interesting time. We actually do have fall weather today. I have my back door open so the dog can come in and out. Because I'm podcasting from the couch. The Phillies are going to the ninth inning. Uh, we got some Thursday night football on. We got Aaron Judge watch flipping between the Phillies game and the Braves game. Uh, so, you know, we got a little breeze coming in. It's actual fall weather. It was like 80 degrees way. yesterday, though. So that's like what fall in Philadelphia is like. It's either actual fall weather or, or it's still summer. Congrats on uh, I'm bragging everyone with your house and uh, well, I broadcast a dog, dude. I broadcast House and a dog. Luna, the do- Luna the dog. We've Luna the dog has been a, a fixture <laughs> on this show, at, basically since the beginning. We got her like three months into the podcast, but uh, no. Uh, even in my old house, my old house, I broadcast from the couch a couple times of uh, you know, watching some sporting event, whether it was football, baseball, hockey, rare occasion basketball. Not rare. I, I watch a lot of Sixers games, but um, yeah, you know, we we've talked about the house at least with uh, probably. The it was a joke. Come on, it was a joke. Just making fun of you for bragging about your house. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Greg, I mean, Greg made it funny. Best, we got, we got, we got. Um, you know, I know people. You know, you got the whole NFL thing, but I, you know, I, I, I like college football. Oh, I love college um, football and hockey. You know, hockey's coming back. Yeah, unfortunately, we'll get we'll be getting college hockey. We'll be getting. College basketball, NBA is a joke, so I unsubscribe. But um, anyway, how are you doing, bud? Dude, I'm I doing think great. No one asks you. Oh, thank no one you. Asks you. Uh, you know, I said unfortunately because of all the uh, the the drama, as my dad would say, that came out of the Flyers camp today. Which uh, you know, that's another podcast for this. another time. Not to cut you off, I'm gonna say this. I know we're talking MLB, but honestly, he like. You can say it's drama, but it's all just—it's all for the story, right? It's 
it's so it's setting expectations low so that when they do well, they are exceeding expectations. Greg, if, if they actually do well, I'll be happy about it. I'm going to watch a lot of games, mainly for the content for both the podcast and for the recaps. But um, yeah, it's not going to go well, and they're not going to tank the right way. They're going to finish like fifth and get like the fourth pick in some crazy bullshit. Like they're not going to get Connor Bedard. There's no way they would give it. Like I thought about this today with all the Austin Matthews stuff that came out of the Maple Leafs camp. He's a free agent next what year. What happened? No, he basically he said like, "Oh, this is my home now. I'm not going to talk about free agency." Um, but he's a free agent next year, and I promise we're going to talk some baseball. We're going to talk some football, some Presidents Cup, but the you know the little thing on hockey. He's a free agent. The Coyotes are going to stink. They're sharing a fucking college stadium with Arizona State. They're going to Connor Bernard's going to the Coyotes. Like, just make the frozen envelope now, Bettman, and just have like let us know this. Let us all be mentally prepared. You're going to have Austin Matthews go home to the desert. You're going to send the next superstar to the desert. And there you go. That's what's going to happen. I I, I, mm, I don't think Matthews goes to Arizona. I think he just wants out of Toronto. Yeah, that, that's a conversation for another day. But that's my, you know, yeah. this is, you mentioned college football. I put the tinfoil hat on. I love to do that with college football. It's my tinfoil hat for, for the for the hockeys. And we'll, we'll, I'm sure you, me, and Mark will talk about this at length and another show. But let's talk some baseball because it's heating up. Normally good. We have not done a baseball show in a while, which I think we addressed last week, maybe in the first week of the NFL. It, the start of the NFL season gets all sorts of nuts. We obviously didn't even do any any true previews. We did a quick one for the NFL going into week one. Come on, get the out. Um, all right, two outs at the top of the ninth. You're literally getting some live some some live updates here, live look-ins for a podcast that's coming out on Friday. But um, yeah, with the start, we like we didn't even do college football previews like Matt and I normally do. And you, you know, you're obviously super busy with your job. That's why we have you know you haven't been on in a while. I'm super busy with my job. Matt's super busy with his job. So it gets everything with the with football starting, and we want to talk about that. And we haven't even done a true football show yet in getting ready with guest pickers and all that stuff so you know for everybody that's been calmly waiting for a baseball show thank you and we're here to talk some of it and it's it's heating up the phillies are right in the mix of things they are before before we get before we get into playoff talk and phillies talk yeah can we pat ourselves on the back for calling Calling the Aaron judge watch like a weekend yeah like a weekend we we literally tried to break down if Aaron Judge and Kyle Schwarber could do it. I didn't think Schwarber could. And it's a classic, aside from Ryan Howard in 2006, classic Phillies player that goes to the, the home run derby, has an unreal first half, and then he's at 40 home runs, which is great. But he was into the 30s before the All-Star break. But Aaron Judge. 40 home runs is unreal. Good for us on Aaron Judge. Because we were like, I mean, it's going to be close. It's going to be whatever. And it's he did it on September 21st, hit his 60th home run, which – if you recall, sixty-two, like the sixty-two, like it was probably right around then when McGuire hit seventy in nineteen ninety-eight. But like, there was all the stuff with Maris with sixty-one. Like, this is some pretty insane Listen, shit that he's doing. Pretty insane. He caught that fat fuck who would be so bad in baseball today. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't. Have, he wouldn't be a so better. So better. He was going against. He was going against. He was going against player people that threw sixty miles an hour. You know they could throw a okay, hundred pitches Redick. and they could 
they could throw 300 pitches in a game because they were they weren't throwing it very hard and he was the only guy who had any type of muscle which wasn't muscle on his body and you know he wouldn't he would never have made it even out of high school ball in, in today's world so we need so to stop bitter. praising this guy so we bitter need, we need, I'm not bitter at all. We need to stop praising this guy who's a scrub. Um, Did you and, see uh, uh, somebody? I'm, I'm, I'm just, even though it's a Yankee, I'm excited that it's being broken yet again. Did and, you see uh, uh, when when Ruth hit his 60th? It was, uh, I saw it on part of my take, so someone else must have shared it. But it was uh, the like the newspaper headline for it. It was Babe Ruth's original Nick Castellanos. And above it, it's like, Ruth hit 60 is the center headline. At the top of the paper is like woman shoots judge on bench, which is also funny. Judge on <laughs> judge in there, but like tornado kills ninety people. It was like Babe yeah. Ruth, the original Nick Castellanos, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. The original Nick Castellanos. Yeah, if you don't uh, know the Nick Castellanos meme, Google it. It's uh very funny, but um, not. I was gonna bring it back. Nick, Nick, Cast- bring it back. Nick, Nick Castellanos' season, not very funny. But that's a, well. I guess that's a perfect transition into the Phillies. So they are in the ninth inning. There's a runner on first. If they win, they are a half game or a, a yeah, half game behind the Padres for the second wild card. Which the second wild card right now would be slotted to face the Braves. The Braves are one game back with two games in hand again to the Mets. They are. They would be. They're currently two games ahead of the Brewers. They win. It's it's two and a half. If they lose, it's one and a half. It is a chase right now for the National League Wild Card. It's a chase in the American League Wild Card, and things are getting spicy in Major League Baseball. Greg, Jordy, it's coming down to it. We said this a while ago. The American League was was pretty cut and dry. Um. What we the knew fuck Baltimore. was that call? I'm sorry. Okay. This umpire's been we knew terrible. Baltimore, we knew Baltimore was going to fade. I know we're in the National League, but the American League, we we sort of knew what what the deal was. Um, we knew Baltimore was going to fade. So we the American League's been done for a while. It's just a matter of who's where. Uh, and the National League, we had it pegged as always going to come down to, I said Philly was in. You said the Brewers were in over Philly. I... Knock on wood, maybe I'll be right. Um, but it's been a heck of a race to watch. The the National League East is yes. Mm. <laughs> Phillies win. Thank God they got the biggest gift call. A pitch way inside was called a strike with three at a three one count, and Jose Alvarado finished the deal. This umpire has been terrible the whole goddamn game. I'm sorry. You're exactly right, though. You called the Phillies. I was being pessimistic because I've, I've seen this story too I'm many so, times. I'm, oh, Stevie I'm G. So Stevie G. I'm texting him right now. What happened? No, I'm texting him because he wanted one. He wanted one That's win against awesome. the Braves. You, you continue, though. The, the wild card chase has been absolutely insane. I'll text him in a second. I mean, this, like, really, like, Atlanta really jumped ahead for a while like and and caught the Mets and we've talked about that and they're only a game back now. They're tied in the loss column, two two wins behind the Mets, so they played two get two less games and now one less game. So now they're one and a half games behind the Mets. But in 
the whole scheme of things, like Atlanta was was always way ahead of the Phillies and Padres, like even before they added Juan Soto. They add Juan Soto, and the Padres kind of floated in there. They added Josh Hader. He hadn't been pitching good. He's pitching good now. So, like, the Padres kind of rounding into form, but also, like, still somewhat stagnant, which is surprising to me because you and I, before the trade deadline, I said I need to see it out of the Padres. And, like, we're still in that position of, like, they need to figure it out. And I wouldn't doubt them, too, because of the potential they have. But the well, Phillies are right there. Like, you think about you think about the season they've had, right? Oh, yeah. all, like all this promise in a huge trade deadline and then, or not even whatever trade. And then almost what a day later, Tatis gets suspended. Yeah. It's right. Absolutely. Insane. So yeah, they had, they had the injuries early. They're making up for Tatis it now. He hadn't even played yet. Yeah. Because he was hurt. right, right. Um, they got big fuck Luke Boyd. So, well, the, the no, point they is, they they traded him, right? Yeah, they traded him. Yeah, right. Sorry, I said they got rid of. Oh yeah, yeah, my bad. Sorry, I'm, I'm um, excited about the Phillies. I think this is a scary team to see in the playoffs. Well, it is right because like the top half of their rotation is really fucking good and. For a quick reminder, it's best of three at the better team. So if you're the third division winner, you're hosting the third wild card team. And if you're the, the first wild card, you're hosting the second wild card. So think three versus six, four versus five. But all three games are in that city. So having really good starting pitching really, really matters. And the top half of that rotation is really fucking good for the Padres, at least the first two, you know, Darvish and Musgrove are shoe-ins to start, start games one and two. You, as soon as you lock in a wild block in the wild card, regardless if you're trying to lock in two or three, like you want to at least try to have your lineup be good enough so that you're trying to slot in those guys, which they probably have already done the rotation magic that they're going to happen. And the Phillies need to do the same thing. With, with Nola and now that Wheeler's back, if they make the playoffs. Same thing with the Brewers, but they're really good starters, and you know, like and so on and so forth. And I'm sure these managers have figured out ways to do that. But having that really good starting pitching that the Padres have in the Darvish-Musgrove one-two punch is a huge leg up. Now, if they play the Braves, those are some real pitchers' duels, some real low-scoring baseball games because you got a number of different guys in the on the – Braves that you can pick from Spencer Strider, Max Freed, whomever you want to pick. If it's the the Mets, you got at least Scherzer. You got, uh, or, or no, at least Degrom. Scherzer's hurt, excuse me. Um, and you figure it out from there. But like having you're that the Padres, you starting you starting Snell or Clevenger as the third game. If it comes to that, probably mm-hmm. probably Snell. He's pitched in the world series before i don't know that's a really good question right, the game the game that huge the game that huge contract he better be he better be pitching yeah the playoffs. that's a really good point um um but no i mean that i mean that would be an interesting series like you said that pitching pitching matchup would be elite i just don't i mean that's a scary team to see so the fact that they're in it i mean they may get jumped here but the fact that they're in it and um it's going to be it's huge, right? It's huge for 
for the sport to have your your best players on display. Um, I think I think the Phillies get in over 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 uh, Milwaukee. I know you're sweating out every game and you got the tweets going and da 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 da. But um, you know, calling a spade a spade here. You look at this. You look at the schedule, Jordy. Get to the Braves this weekend. Cubs and then one rainout game versus the Nationals. Come on. Yeah, um, I thought you were going to bring that up. And what's concerning, Greg, is the Phillies oh got swept in Philadelphia by the said Cubs. So yeah, but they're out. They're out of it. They're playing all their rookies. Nothing's guaranteed, Greg. Mister Stack no, guy. Nothing's guaranteed. You Man, mentioned it. It's not. It's not one rainout game. They go to Washington for a series, a team that they've uh, really dominated. And at the point they go to Houston, you got to hope Houston is just coasting into the playoffs and isn't. They already are. Well, they're in the playoffs, but like locking in either the first seed, the second seed, like really a top two seed so they get that bye. They should at that point, considering where the American League Central champions are. Um, outside of a, outside of a two, outside of a, two, you're right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But outside of a two game versus the Cardinals, the Brewers have a very easy schedule. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing is the Brewers' schedule is really easy, and there's a lot of home games for the Brewers. The Phillies aren't that good on the road. You would think oh like, oh, they're playing shitty teams, yada yada yada. But like that one in five road trip out west at the end of August, beginning oh. of September, is like is is going to come back to haunt them to having to sweat this out, right? Like, even if they go three and three on that road trip, they went one and five. They got blown out in two games by the by the the Diamondbacks. They can't play well at Chase Field, even though they had the blowout game in the third game. And then they get completely pushed in by the Giants in that series with the shitty Apple TV Plus game, which we're, we're going to circle back to with Judge Watch. Um, the Padres have a hard schedule, so that helps, right? That does help. I mean, it- but they're be, like, randomly playing the White Sox because the White Sox are technically still in it. So, technically, quote unquote, um, which is really funny. There was a good freezing cold take of uh, AJ Brzezinski saying the White Sox win the division by twenty games, and they are six games back right now. Aaron Judge is up. I mean, we got some Judge watch. Terry Francona is fucking unbelievable manager, an, an incredible manager. Like I thought, the the Guardians, I almost called them the I words, were dead in the water. You know, they didn't, they had really, you know, just the pieces left from those ALCS World Series teams and everything they could, that they could do. And what a great team that they've turned out to be. I mean, they're getting it done on all different levels. Pitching has been great for them. They've had some incredible hitting from different players in their lineup. And it's just, it's, it's great for them. It's one of those, like, the team, like the classic team that you count out that, you know, they're, why not us? Why can't we do this? And they've, they've done that. And it's, it's really great to see. Yeah. I mean, I gun to your head or not gun to your head. That's silly and extreme. I don't like people do that, but <laughs> as it stands right now, take aside your fandom, everything in a vacuum schedules, blah, blah, blah. Who of the three teams, Padres, Phillies, and uh, and uh, Brewers, who are the two making it? I think it's the two teams standing right now because the the Brewers, right? Like they have they have games in hand on both teams. Um, no, they have the same number of games as the Padres. 
are more games played, not games in hand. The Phillies have a game in hand on the on both teams, which helps. They have the tiebreaker with Milwaukee and technically the tiebreaker with San Diego, too. So if San Diego really screws the pooch there, they, they have that. Um, and, yeah, I think something gets figured out with the Phillies. Like, the top half of their lineup has been kind of sluggish the last few the last few games the bottom half the daycare the young guys have been ooh big hack by judge has been he's been doing them all night yeah they've well they've been cutting in and out of the within the fox broadcast showing as it bats and yeah that's just a big swing um but you know you got to think that they start to round into form a little bit you've seen that the ebbs and flows out of this phillies lineup and you saw it when harper was hurt you they were humming before Harper got hurt, but even at times, like it was different players picking it up, Bryson Stott, whomever. Oh! Oh! Did he do it? No. Center field. Uh, I just I just uh what's my what's his incredible. face myself? Um that would have been great. Incredible. That would have been great, Greg. Oh man. Well, uh Aaron Judge uh. flew out. We they're acting as if the inning's over. There's two outs. But um yeah. Good news is, Jordy, they're going to extras, so yeah, we may have, we, may have flat out now, but we do we do have a good a, potentially another chance there. Um, yeah, what a you know what a play by play call for me. Oh, oh, did he do it? Yeah, that uh, you know, a little rusty from my days at Lehigh calling calling games, <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know, we're doing a podcast Listen. at the same time. I, I gotta give myself some slack there. But uh, where were we? We're, we're talking about the the wild card chase. Yeah, I I think it holds it holds court. I know Milwaukee's schedule, like believe me, I was looking at it before, is rather easy. the The Marlins have been feisty. That Diamondback series at the end of the season gives me some pause. At the same time as the Phillies playing the Astros, which is a whole mind fuck in and of itself. Really though, this weekend will be have a pretty good barometer because the Reds have been really bad. They're, the Brewers are playing the Reds right now. And the Phillies playing the Braves. They won the game tonight, but it's still a four-game series. So we'll have to see how this whole thing goes. And after this weekend, it, it's really going to be telling of where the where the rest of the season can go. Because that, you know, obviously, it, uh, you know, things change day to day. But if the Phillies can go, the, if they can go two and two. The, in the, Reds, the, the Reds just split a series with the Red Sox. So not that bad. Yeah, they also got swept in a four-game series by the Pirates. So uh, they have their moments. They have Listen, their bad moments. How dare you? Because I wasn't trying to take a dig at you. I'm more being negative. But I guess to your point, the Padres do play the Dodgers it, it for three games. They play the they play the Dodgers. They play uh, San Francisco, who's still in it. No, right? San, San Francisco very much out of it. Uh, the San Francisco is close to setting a record for the number of games either out of the out of the playoffs or or below their win total for a division winner from the previous season. Uh, I saw that that stat pop up earlier today, which is uh, not good. Not good, Bob. Not only good. I mean, but it's still a rival. They're ending their season with the rival. I I mean, I think the Padres give them a run. Uh, or the, the I think it's win total because they're only nine games Giants out, so it has to be win Dodgers total. Run. Um, yeah, just the Dodgers are that good, dog. The Dodgers, yeah. I mean, the Dodgers are insane. 
They are. You know what I can't wait for? You know what I can't wait for, Jordy? You know what I cannot wait for? Next season when Houston, Seattle, all these teams in Cleveland, all these cupcake teams, they they play these cupcake divisions. Guess what? You're going to play the big boys an equal amount of time. And guess what? You're not winning 99 games, Houston Astros. You're not winning 82 games, Seattle Mariners. You're not winning so, 82 games, Cleveland Indians. What Greg Guardians. is referring to. For those that don't the, know, this, this this cupcake schedule these teams play. Like, what Greg is referring it's gonna to, help, it's going to help. It's going to help the National League East too. So let, let's let's set the stage for the listeners that don't know what you're talking about. Cupcakes, Major League Baseball announced cupcakes. at the beginning of the year that every team will play every team, regardless of league, at least once, starting in 2023. What that means that Major League Baseball released the schedule for the 2023 season like a month ago is that every you normally you have been playing 19 games against your every divisional opponent so 19 times 4 is what uh 76 games and that's now being reduced to I think it's 13 games it's two series two less series against your divisional games so what Greg is saying is that the what the six times 24 less games in your division uh makes it less cupcake is what Greg is saying to to have that, which is we talked about this at the beginning of the season, the, the announcement. We didn't know how they were doing it. I think it's great. It makes it so that different players that are in uh, various markets, whether they will be in that market, is uh, a wait to be seen. Uh, I'm referring to a certain player that plays the Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim of California, of the West Coast of America, of which America, North Listen, America. If, if I'm him, I'm getting as far away from that, that, uh, terrible. I don't want to say uh, the c word, but the terrible uh, teammate that is a certain guy who gets overhyped as the oh, best you're player the actual on this planet. He hit, he hit seven home runs in seven days. I was going to say the cancer, the cancer of the of, oh that c word, okay. the big c. You can say the big c. Um, That's what John Wayne c. called it. Listen. There's a reason why this "quote unquote" best player has never. We don't need to go into the. We don't need win. to go into the Mike, never the wanna, Mike Trout. N- never want a playoff win. Yeah. He couldn't even sniff a win if he if he hit him in the face. You know who? You know what teams become if the Phillies and, Ma- and got, Mariners make the playoffs this year? You know which two teams become the the new longest drought teams in Major League Baseball? Is that one is a layup because we were just talking about them? <laughs> the Angels. Okay, the other is the other? the other is the Tigers. Yikes! Yeah, which uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Wait. But um, yeah. So to fin- to put a bow on it, that means so how Major League Baseball has done it since the Astros moved to the American League ten years ago is that you you rotate which division you play and you have a locked in opponent that they called big quotes I'm using here your natural rival, which for some teams like the Phillies and the Red Sox changed every year. Um, other teams like the New York teams, the LA teams, Chicago teams, it was always locked in. It was always locked in anyway. But now you're playing every team. You're still going to play a certain division. You're going to play those teams twice. But you're playing the other 10 teams from for the, so for the Phillies. They're playing the other 10 teams from the American League w- at least once, which is uh, it's good. You know, it means that Mike Trout can come home to Philadelphia at least once every two years instead of once every six years. It means that you can have the, you know, the Yankees, the Red Sox, go to the NL West stadiums once every two years, so on and so forth, which is good. It's good for baseball. They have a lot of marketing problems, a lot of problems 
all over the place of getting players around. Um, I have the local news on now, and it is freaky because it's all this weird crime shit. But yeah, Greg, um, I think to your point, to what you're bringing up before, of seeing what these teams' records will look like next year, it might be a gambling palooza. Because I feel like certain teams, like the Dodgers or the Astros, might still have really high win totals. And Vegas is very really smart, so maybe I'm just being a crazy person here. But that, we might have to have a conversation during spring training, looking at some of these win totals and seeing where they're at. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not as uh, much of a gambler as you. However, I, I do know that uh, Major League Baseball is trying to steer into that as best they can. Uh, I would be, yeah, that was interesting. I, I mean, I think the the Dodger, like all the top teams are, are going to have more wins, but the teams like the Astros and, and Mariners and all those teams in shitty divisions are going to have nowhere near the amount of wins they have now. Um, and they're just not going to be as good. So, you know, g- great for, for us teams in the east that have well at least the you know that have really hard divisions and five teams in the american league east all still in the playoff hunt um so you know for for stuff like that's gonna be great but anyway uh we're 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 distracted here from the point we were correct about judge watch the phillies can hopefully they're gonna make you they're gonna make you sweat it out jordy and and we spoke about this offline but i'm gonna put it out there in the universe on the pod we need you to not use the word H attack when tweeting about your your consumption of, of the Phillies. I also yeah, said this to you say, offline. Um, you can say you can say an ulcer. You can say they're going to give me a you know watching, something that's not watching not a that full one hundred and sixty two game Philly season is like having a six month long cardiac arrest. I've never had one before, but from what I've seen on television. One from what people have told me, um, that's what it feels like. It is you, you, a roller you know, coaster Jordy, up and down. I why literally you put it out into the world, man. You know, I guess that's a good that's, point. You don't do that when you're standing on a tea box with water. You don't say, "Oh, I'm going to put it right. in the water" because you put it in the universe. I understand what you're saying. Right. Um, let's 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 go the other way with it. You know, yeah. give yourself a stomach ulcer. You can handle that. Give yourself a. I don't know if I can you handle know, that. My stomach's pretty. Give yourself. I have a, a pretty bad stomach. You, Give, give, give yourself a hemorrhoid. You can handle it. But, uh, I, I don't know but, if I can handle that either. I'm a little baby. <laughs> Whatever we're, disease we're you keep throwing out, I'm going to say I'm a little baby. So let's move on. We're, um, we're off the rails now. But the point is, Jordy, uh, for everyone's sake, we love the tweet content. However, just just refrain from giving yourself a, a major uh, illness. A, there. A, a major cardiac moment. Um, um, all right, any last yeah, thoughts so, on baseball? Because so, I have a football point to transition us, but let's talk the American League wild card and, and move on to the foosball. But uh, yeah, okay, so we'll go to the American League. Um, do you think Judge wins the MVP over uh, over Shohei? Your, your new favorite, your, your new favorite uh, Angels player. Um, it's such a good question. Ju- Judge, Judge, who's 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 batting average is second, so that's the reason why he doesn't have the triple no, he's crown, lo- but no. he's close. Did he lose a tri- Did he lose the batting average title tonight? Uh, well, I say he was three. triple. He was winning all three. Yeah, he's over three, so I can't imagine he's ahead. Uh, Yahoo is not the best at updating their stats, but let's see. 
but anyway, um, it's such a it's such an interesting question of who should win because normally it would yeah, be you, you, it'd be Shohei. You, you it'd did be this Sh- last year. Yeah, because Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Di- he didn't have sixty home runs. He had what what forty three. Yeah. Aaron Judge has sixty so home was- runs. You're already firing sudden, up from an all, argument from a year ago. All, all, all of a it's sudden, like high it's just about home runs. All of a sudden, it's just about home runs. We're talking about the he's winning the triple crown. He's winning the goddamn triple crown. Not yet. Not he's second place in average. According to Yahoo, he's tied with Xander Bogarts in batting average. My guy Xander, he's having a good night. That would be. Would that be the ultimate for you? Is that a Yankee doesn't win the triple crown because of a Red Sox player? I think the Red Sox just lost. Did they? Ah, so Judge Watch, Judge Watch, Greg. Up. Uh, all right. So before we talk about the American League Wild Card, this is an. I'm apt, pretty sure that bitch boy Donaldson. Apt point. Um. So tomorrow night, the Yankees and Red Sox are technically on national television. Oh, just kidding. Xander Bogarts over five. Yikes. Oh. Judge over two. Ah. Judge over two. Okay, but so they're they're technically on national television, Greg, but. Do you know where the game is being broadcasted? Yeah, Apple TV. It's such a joke. The worst fucking broadcast. I have because uh, we have not I done mean, we have not done a show since I bought Apple TV. I bought it to watch the stupid Phillies play the the Giants and get blown out because Kyle Gibson cannot throw a fucking good game. Listen, listen. It's I know, so I know bad. everything. I know. I know everything goes back to Philadelphia, but no, no, take no, a second I'm, to think. Take take a second to think about this, Jordy. This guy is going to hit 61 on Apple on TV the station that no one gets it's like putting Thursday night football on Amazon Prime which no one gets yeah i have a Thursday so, night football on Amazon Prime point in a second but yeah the Apple TV these, broadcast these, first of all nobody fucking watches are it just dumb no, nobody fucking watches it and if you do watch it this is the point i was getting at with the Phillies game the act- the presentation using like the Apple user experience and everything that's kind of cool. The broadcast itself, the commentators suck. They are so bad. They used time of possession as a, as a statistic in the Phillies game that I was watching because the Giants were blowing out the Phillies so bad. They're like, oh, the Giants are winning the time of possession. Just say they batted more or just say, oh, they're really blowing out the Phillies. <laughs> I get you were like that baseball has this big problem of trying to get people in there. Like to watch, like bringing in a new audience, bringing in a younger audience, so on and so forth. Football is the most popular sport. There's not a clock in baseball. Why are you using, why are you trying to use a stat like time of possession in there? Basically, baseball right now is you're either watching baseball or you're not. And if you're similar to fucking Amazon Prime, if you're paying for this service to go watch a baseball game, you're already going the extra mile. You don't need to be patronized with statistics that don't even fucking apply to the sport in that regard. It's so dumb. They're like having Katie Nolan, who definitely watched baseball before, try to play like the dumb fan and be like, oh, are these dumb questions? Like, you don't need that shit. Like, what the fuck are they doing? It's so bad. Like, I like Katie Nolan a lot. And like, a lot of like, and I like a lot of her content. But like, why are you having her be the dumb sports fan? You don't need to have her do that. The play-by-play guy sucks. Hunter Pence is all over the board when he's doing the color commentary. It's just wow. not imagine, great. Ma- imagine, imagine the 180 you just pulled on Hunter Pence. He was like Mr. Philly, and now 
No, he was Mr. Philly for 364 days, and they traded him, and he proceeded to win two World Series titles, including the year they traded him with the San Francisco Giants. They even asked him in that game, be like, oh, like, which team did you like more? Obviously, he likes the Giants more. He won two World Series rings with them. <laughs> anyway, American League Wild Card, oh, Greg. Incredible. We got, it's, you mentioned it, the, the Orioles are starting to cool off. They're four games out with 14 games to go. They picked the wrong time to go to play 500 ball because Tampa had a tough little run schedule there. Seattle had a tough little run there. This is not the time for them to, to go five and five. Right. Um, Granted they're playing an Astros team. Now that's going to be sitting all their players. They won tonight. Right. So this weekend, yeah, I mean, they won tonight against Justin Verlander, which is pretty fucking huge. Yeah, again, uh, they're playing the Red Sox, who aforementioned trash, and then they got Aaron Judge and the Yankees, who could be who could be resting slash once Judge hit his sixty one, a resting slash getting their get like you said, getting their uh, well, you, you getting their the, pitching. Do you think they rest him in sixty one or sixty two? Sixty two breaks getting, the record. My point is getting their pitch. Well, that's October, so they got they got a couple weeks before that happens. Ah, okay, but, okay. Um, and then close it out with Toronto, who at that point, you know, that could just be seeding. That could be, again, getting pitching ready. You know, the Orioles could be out. So they, they while on paper, they look like they're playing some top teams. Sneakily, they're, they could be some it Could be some weekend, guys. week 18 NFL action. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously the Red Sox stink. But, um, you know, they, the Astros are in. They're starting to get their, like you said, get their pitchers in the right line. Right, start resting some key guys here and there. The Yankees will be in the same point at, come October, um, and then the Blue Jays. You know they're they're all but in at this point, so they too will be in a position to be resting, um, if you will. So this is this is this is tough, Jordy. It is tough. I, I it's going to be fun. Think, Remember last year I, we it, almost had two game one sixty threes. I know. I mean, realistically it's going to be the teams we've had for a while. Um, Baltimore is not fading as fast as we all thought, Um, but nowhere near as exciting as Philly, Milwaukee, San Diego. Um, I think the seeding battle of the three teams that are currently in it is fun because every time you load the page, like if you don't check in a couple days, it's completely different and it's, you know, all over the board and and all that. So like, that'll be fun to see because it's literally like, you're either playing – you're either having two AL East teams play each other or someone's – or, like, they're playing Seattle, maybe in Seattle, the first time they made the playoffs in 21 years. But, but look at look at, look at at this shit show of a schedule. That the, because the Mariners play in the shittiest fucking division, they play the Mariners, the Athletics. The Mariners are playing the Mariners? Sorry. <laughs> They play the Rangers, they play the Athletics, and they play the fucking Tigers. The, 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 it's a joke. This is this is why this is why next year can't come soon enough because Baltimore. The, t- has the to Tigers play are not the, in their division. It's worth noting that Baltimore they're still playing the Tigers Baltimore, twice next Baltimore, year. Baltimore has to play the AL East, right? Seattle gets these cupcakes, cup with a capital C cakes. Oh, God, what a joke! No, what it's a, a joke. It's going to be interesting and. Anyway, the, uh, it's not going to be the same teams we have now. 
my, my last question what? to you about Let's it. it. Would you want to be, and I know you're a big Tito fan, would you want to be the third wildcard team and play the Cleveland Guardians? No, because Cleveland can get loud in the playoffs. Like, I remember when they had, remember when they won and they had, or they came close and Andrew Miller and the, that can get loud there. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I don't, I don't what, think you're trying to. I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't, I don't think this is like some NBA. We're going to figure, we're going to be the eight seeds so we can play the right. whatever's kind of thing. I think they're going to, I think, yeah. I mean, I think they're all going to try it at the end. I'd, I'm glad you said that. Um, well, yeah. Well, it's also the top wild card would play them, right? No. The third wild card plays Cleveland. The top wild card hosts the, the series against the second wild card. Sorry. Wouldn't. Okay. Think so of like the to, NFL. You're going to have to break this down to me like I'm five. So think about how the NFL used to work when it was six teams, not seven teams, made the playoffs. One okay. and two seeds got buys. Ah, uh, there it is. Three seed hosts All the right. six seed. Got it. And the four got hosts it. the five. Got it. Yeah, got yeah. It. Um,. Yeah, I mean, if you're sitting here and you're, the argument is is Toronto, Tampa, Seattle, or Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to think. But Tampa can win anywhere. Toronto proved in the last three years they can literally win anywhere, yeah. including a minor league stadium. I think. Do we Seattle know if the there's? One. Do we know the situation with any of the Rays or Mariners? Is there any sort of they so, have to sit out if the Mariners? Well, the- Canada, Canada got rid of their law. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah, that came out a couple weeks ago, or last week maybe. But um, Seattle is the only one, I think, who having to go on the road would be detrimental to them. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, like you're not traveling in between games like in the Divisional Series, but still – I believe the – I don't have the dates in front of me, but the way the schedule <laughs> looks like it's working is that the wild card series would be the weekend right after the regular season, which seems brutal. Yeah, actually, you know, I, and I stand corrected because there's stats in this, so I'm going to take back everything I said because Tampa – Tampa's 50. has 50 wins at home. And and they're below 500 on the road. Seattle. Seattle's the best road record, yeah. A a decent road record. Uh, Of the three wildcard teams, is the best road record. I should clarify that. There's there's a – I stand corrected here, but I still am not convinced that they can win on the road. uh, Or, no, you're not winning the road, but that's the least – that's the team that that, – Excites me the least. Well, it's it's tough too, right? Because like Seattle has really good starting pitching. No, and it's like a carried away. They have Luis Castillo. They have uh, Robbie Ray. Yeah, they have uh, they they have guys. And oh, I'm carried away. But my point is, is like Seattle. Like you, it's better to have good starting pitching on the road than shitty starting pitching in a playoff scenario. A lot of the the Phillies, if Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler aren't pitching well, um, and versus like being at home with the shitty pitching, and you at least have a full house on your side, everything there. So like they at least have that going for them, right? I guess. Yeah, but if you're talking about going on the road against a Cleveland team that has 
Yeah, going to Cleveland. Going to Cleveland is going to Cleveland. No runs, right? Or playing Tampa, who's given up literally no runs compared to the rest of the league. You know, like only I think only Houston has a better runs against. Sure. In the in all of baseball, so or maybe the American League because the Dodgers are really good. Um, so Tampa would shut down Seattle. I mean, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if Seattle's built for the long term. Toronto's built strictly on their offense, so that's my point. Team that, yeah, that's where I was getting yeah. after. Um, but let's move on. Let's let's transition to sports. We were talking about Apple TV, Greg. I tried to load the the end of the Browns Steelers game, and uh, Apple TV something went wrong. So because it's on Amazon, uh, that's Amazon TV. I mean, um, Apple TV was just yeah, on well. my brain. But um, yeah, three minutes left, and I can't fucking load the game. But Let's talk some football. We'll start in the college ranks. Love college football. Greg, is Syracuse football back? I'm stealing this from your brother. What? What are we going to do about football? Um, all right. So, great question. Great question. So, let's set the record straight. Okay. They they beat Syracuse, They beat Louisville at home week one. Okay. Louisville was projected better than them. Big win. They blew them out. But again, at the Carrier Dome, they went to UConn. Okay, UConn's a shit team; shouldn't really be Division One. Curb stomped them. Played Purdue at home in one of the wildest fourth quarters I think you're going to see outside of the North Carolina uh, Appalachian State game. Uh, again, big win. Virginia, okay. Wagner's a joke. Then they play NC State. Okay, middle of October. Then they play Clemson. Then they play Notre Dame. Then they play. Is Pitt. the Clemson game at the Carrier Dome? No, it's at Clemson. So they they get they get NC State at home. I was going to say Clemson. Friday night at the Carrier Dome. Clemson. They get some bad memories. Get, these are, yeah exactly. These are all back to back weeks, Jordy. NC State twelve in the country. Syracuse, Clemson five in the country. Notre Dame preseason ranked top ten. Pittsburgh twenty top twenty five in the country. I mean, Florida State, who's also 3-0, having a, a great year. Wake Forest, top 25 in the country. And then they close out with a shitty BC team. But my point is that, because Boston College sucks, there's a gauntlet of teams coming up here after. Like, there's a chance that they go 4-5-0 and then just get fucking stomped on. Could they make a bowl game? In terms of, in terms of win-loss record. So the over-under on their on their win projection for the season was like three or four. So uh, uh, they're already better than projected. I think Babers is coaching for his job. I know no one knows anything I'm talking about. Um, realistically, I think they steal one of the one of these one of these crazy games they're playing again. NC State, Clem. This is the type of team their defense is so legit. They have two of the top corner, like almost like a Cincinnati, two of the top corners. They have the, a running back who, coming into the season, was Heisman lists all over the place. Yeah, he's legit. Uh, potentially could be number one running back taken, but they probably overused him. Just like every good college running back who sucks in the NFL because they get overused, unfortunately, in college. Um, but this defense is legit. Clemson is a fraud, which I know you and Matty D talk about, but fraud. Clemson, I'm this this. Glad. You brought up Clemson. This DJ kid is a fraud. Oh, yeah. And that capital F. Greg, you didn't even I didn't even tee up for that. But that brings us into the slate. 
Clemson leading off the day on Saturday. Ranked game at Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Clemson only minus seven. And I totally agree with you, DJ Agalaweiwei. I just uh, apologies to the Hawaiian community of how terribly I just butchered that name. Um, yeah, yeah, he's a fraud. Tough. That he, was that was tough. I'll, I'll, I'm not even trying. No, no, no. But yeah, that that game should be pretty good. Wake Forest. I don't understand how they're favored by so much. A touchdown. On a the touchdown road. on and the they, road. They haven't really played. Looked, yeah, they, they haven't looked, looked good. So bad. It's. I think it's. There's probably some money moving it. Yahoo does not now let you look at the line movement. They used to because now they have their own sports book and all that shit. But um, I got to think this line pro- might have opened at like five and a half, maybe something like that. Similar to tonight's Thursday night football game. And, they start out slow, slow, and then yeah, turn and it on the, the Clemson, half. And the, if you do that, the Clemson sorry. faithful probably bought it up to seven. A lot of people thought like, oh, you know, this, you know, we're getting it under a touchdown. This is great. Uh, not so fast, my friend. Wake Forest. Nice. Granted, they do this a lot. They start seasons That'd off. Be, that might be trademark, by the way. You might want to uh, cut that. If Lee just Corso, if Lee kidding. Corso is coming kidding. to sue me, that's the best thing that happened to this podcast ever. Um, <laughs> it, it it would be if Lee Corso heard that I said that and wanted to come sue me if he actually has a trademark. Could you imagine that of like, oh, Let's this random podcast of the, the, the Berkshire, are... I'd be in the Berkshire Bolt in a second time. You and I would be, <laughs> you and I'd incredible. be the second time. Um, this is that's incredible. There are so many good games this weekend after last weekend's dud of a schedule. Yeah. I mean, we have that. We got. Sorry. 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 Okay. Clint, let's start. Sorry. Start of the day. You're right. Okay. To Clemson, start. No, yeah, no, no. But like, to your point, this, the slate is great. We have some, rank, we have a bunch of ranked games. We have some games that are between unranked, like in a ranked and an unranked team that honestly, like could be real thrillers. Some of these, like I'm definitely not going to be up for, but, but you Utah, got, you got number 10, you got number 10, Arkansas going to A&M who under the new, with new quarterback, all these top recruits, da 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 dud of a year so far, Tennessee, Florida, old rivalry. Great. Sorry. Yep. You were saying Utah where I was saying Utah at Arizona state. They just fired Herm Edwards. So you think like, Oh, turmoil, turmoil, turmoil. Going to Arizona and Arizona State late. Normally, it's like a late Friday night game. But still, going there late, tough. It's a tough place to play. And I know they just fired their coach. But we always hear that with any professional sport when they fire their coach of watch out for those teams. They're frisky. Arizona State could easily cover that. I don't know if they win because Utah's really good and their defense is really good. But that game might be a lot closer than people think. It's six, almost sixteen oh, points, fifteen and a half. Arizona State just fired their coach. Yeah, you talked about that. They just yeah. fired their coach. I know. They're about to get some sanctions dropped on their ass. They're not. They. They're mm. tough place. Their to starting play, quarterback. Their starting quarterback is dominating at at Oklahoma. Okay, fine. Still, it could be exciting to see. Um, you also have the the Wisconsin Stanford game, the game probably actually to watch. Uh, both are on national TV, but um, Washington should win that. Pretty I have a easily. question. I have a, I have a question for you. What is that? If you're ESPN, right? Yeah. You have the rights to Arkansas, Texas A and M, and you have the right to Ohio State, Wisconsin. Why are you making Ohio State, Wisconsin the ABC game, and and not the A and M, Arkansas? Don't they make the uh, – isn't the ESPN game actually the good one now? Like it used no, to be I ABC thought, when it was like well, – when... 
for Herb like uh, I think they make the Herb Street and Fowler game the ESPN game. I think it used no, to be ABC. Street, I, sorry, I think Herb Street still does ABC. Maybe maybe it's SEC. Maybe they have a deal with SEC. They can't do any ABC games. Maybe that's a possibility. But I thought they sw- like when everything went to cable. Like after Bunny Ears went away, I thought they switched it that the the good game like the because it's not the college game day game anymore because they just go to random places for college game day but like the game that Fowler and Herb Street do I thought they did I thought they were the ESPN game now but that's a fair question of you know one or the other I mean you'll figure out what you want to watch anyway it's not like people are just randomly flipping channels anymore again because bunny ears aren't there and they only get ABC you know um I have a question since people are gonna have to wait for your next pod is USC legit? They look really good. They I look mean, they really good. Rice, I mean, that's Stanford a t- and Fresno State. Let's be honest. Still, even in those games, they've looked like they, they have they have their shit together. But that's a they fair point. They don't play point. anyone good until October. They don't play. They literally don't play anyone until October. That's a fair point, though. They're only a five and a half point favorite at Oregon State for a nine thirty game. Again, that's if that was a Friday night, I'd almost say. Book Oregon State because that's a game that USC goes up and loses, but they're kind of hidden away. You have some other games on there. You have the Arkansas Texas A and M game. The eyeballs are not on them, so they'll continue and, to look good. And, it's a really good an question. Undefe- an, an undefeated USC with this shit schedule they play, they have to go undefeated because they play such a shitty schedule. That's what I'm saying. If they, lo- if they lose yeah. a game. If the they Pac-12 lose one game, dead. they're out. The Pac-12 yeah. is dead. Utah already lost. Oregon lost. And yeah, it, the Pac-12. If they lose I again, mean, the Pac-12. Is Oregon, dead. Oregon didn't lose. They got fucking stomped. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, but yeah, the, no, USC looks really Bo good Nicks right now. Bo Nix looks good though. Yeah, Bo Nix. Yeah, good for the Bo. NFL. But that, yeah, I mean, it's not like they're barely beating teams. Again, it's it's a shit schedule. You're exactly right. But they at least they're you know they're getting the job done. You know, you, you have the schedule you have, and you go through that way. I'm not saying that they would have gone out and beaten Alabama where Texas failed, but, you know, you like at this point with the college football playoff, you have to at least get to that 12-0, and 13-0, maybe 12-1 conference champion type of pedigree, and they don't really care about who you played. It's fun to, to have the scheduled games of go to the SEC and beat a team there, or bring an SEC team in and, and all that shit, but, like, you're not really incentivized to do that. It's all about your record and not having two losses. Right, agreed. I have a question, Jordy, as a Michigan guy, keeping you keeping the toes jumping. Okay. Is this team hmm, uh, switching their quarterback as much as they have and still being uncertain? This is not a team that is going to make the playoff and farewell this year, correct? Well, they were doing that last year, right? They they still were switching off the quarterbacks, even in that Ohio State win, even in the Big Ten Championship. I think where you get a little bit of, I don't know what the right word is, of pause towards the team is really it depends on how the rest of the season goes and like those big games, right? Like they host Penn State, they host Michigan State, the game they obviously lost last year. They have to go to Ohio State. And 
that's really what it boils down to. And Ohio State seems like a team on a mission. I know they've looked shaky at times, but like they're a team that's going to just turn it into a track meet. They've they've adapted that way into college football. Michigan's still ground and pound. Their defense has looked you know, it's it's good, but again, not really a great schedule so far. So like that can, was their can you say Ohio, can you can you say Ohio State looks shaky? I mean, they've looked kind of shaky. That first game against Notre Dame wasn't great. And they've start, they've started to figure it out, certainly. But certainly they put up seventy seven points and forty five points in the last I, two games. I don't like Ohio State, Greg. It's you'll find me giving Oh, more I forgot. I forgot you're a Michigan fan. No. Yeah, I mean I I mean Yeah, to Toledo. Legit, to man. fucking Toledo. They have, anyway. They have they have the best receiving core, I feel like. They're a really good team. They're a really good team. That's the nicest part you're gonna get out of me of Ohio State. I don't. I just don't. I just don't think that Michigan. They don't have. They don't have the number one overall, or should have been the number one overall pick yeah. anymore. On yeah, defense. yeah. Their, their defense is, not... is not as good as last year, and it. But again, it boils down to the Ohio State game. How good's and how good's being, the Big Ten? Yeah. It well, really, just like being you know, eleven and zero you know at that you, point because you can't really I mean, go put, off the because like Ohio like last year you had. You know, everything yeah. fall their way of that they beat Ohio State in a really, really, you know, exclamation point of a win. And despite losing to Michigan State at Michigan State, you know, they were able to get it done and make the Big Ten Championship, win it, make the playoff, all that. It's they're, it's a tall playing, order this year going to Ohio State. That's, I mean, they're, it starts and ends they're, there. They're playing two as younger brother this week. Okay. In Tauga. Fair enough. Uh, uh, I mean, at least they're at home, yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, I feel like going to Iowa is going to be their first, which is similar to what you just said. But yeah, I, if they well, that's get, the other side. If, that's if they, the weird if, thing about the Big Ten is like the Big Ten West is so up and down every year of who does what. Like, right? If they seems, can get to Michigan. If they can get to Michigan State, or if they, sorry, if they can get to Penn State undefeated, I think they beat Penn State. I think you're right. Michigan State is still a robbery, a, 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 a what's it called, a, a revenge game. Rutgers are going to blow out no matter what. Nebraska's more turmoil than Arizona State, and then Illinois is a joke, and then it's Ohio State. So if they can get to Penn State undefeated, and then take care of business, I think I think it's going to make it great, but. Iowa and Indiana on the road, back-to-back weeks, tough task. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, you're good. I love college football. I do, too. But let's move on. So, NFL Week 3, still never got Amazon on the books, or never got it on the TV, but looks like the Browns are about to beat the Steelers. Didn't watch a second of it, Greg. Um, but the Browns won. It appears like they're going to win. But... We got a good week ahead of us, and I got to lead off by commending you on such a troll job. We're playing each other in your Syracuse League, and you currently have Carson Wentz starting against me. Bravo, Greg. (laughs) You know, Jordy, if you paid attention, ever since uh, Dak Prescott, my other quarterback, who I wanted to start against, you got hurt. Carson's been my quarterback. I thought about switching him out this week for Tua after Tua's crazy week last week, but 
Wentz going home to Philly. I know that Philly defense is no, it's, it's in Washington. I'm going to the game. Sorry, the game in Philadelphia in November. The point is that Philly, that Eagle defense is legit. So, uh, you know, if if the if the people out there think I should switch and, and grab Tua, I'm all for it. Um, but uh, yeah, and fantasy football, no one cares. But the point is, Jordy. <laughs> um, you're welcome. <laughs> I do. Speaking of Dak Prescott, I find it really funny that they're still spamming the hell out of the uh, direct TV commercial with Dak Prescott and the Real Housewives where, like, they throw the table at Dak and, like, they even have the banner ad right now on Yahoo as I'm pulling up the the schedule and all that stuff. I, f- I find that very funny. Um, but we do have a good week ahead of us, Greg, in week three. Fantasy football aside, we got... A couple pretty good games. The Buffalo-Miami game is definitely one to circle. I think people would have probably circled Kansas City-Indianapolis. Maybe not now because Indianapolis has looked pretty terrible. But, you know, we got some good ones. We got Lamar coming up to New England. You got to be excited about that. We mentioned the Eagles going to Washington. The, the first game of Carson Wentz versus the Eagles and... It really is just all fitting, Greg, that uh, Ben Simmons had his tell-all on J.J. Reddick's podcast the week that the the Carson Wentz drama gets reemerged in Philadelphia. I got got to say that, but um, you know, yeah. So what happens is for us people who don't live, breathe, and eat, sleep everything shitty. I mean, Philly sports. What's this tell-all? What did Wentz do? Not well. Wentz is like he said, like, oh, you know, uh, I. I enjoyed my time here and you know i could have been a better teammate and all this stuff so it's not really a tell-all no no the ben simmons was the tell-all but we we're not oh, talking about basketball oh, ben simmons yeah, um, he sucks. um all right so 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 interesting you said that i mean for me you know you can talk about brady versus rogers right the old yeah man you didn't bowl. even let me get to the late the, the late slate sorry you can talk about the old man bowl giants cowboys overplayed robbery those teams are a joke, and well, they gotta get they gotta rivalry. get they have to get Peyton and Eli some time on ESPN. That uh, that rivalry is a joke. Um, I'm I'm early games if you really want to stick to it, but I'm most excited to see Raiders Titans, two teams coming into the year that were projected expected to be very good, and one of them is going to leave zero and three. I mean. You're right. One of them should. There's a possibility of a tie. <laughs> That'd be fun. But the, but the the two teams that I mean, well, a lot of people were down on the Titans, right? Of like, they were like, oh, they're not going to be as good without AJ Brown, without defensive players, without this, that, the other thing. And it looked like they wanted know. to prove people wrong, and they blew it against the Giants. They didn't look very good against the Bills. They got completely shelled. Uh, no on one looks good against the Bills. The, the Bills are going to dominate everyone. And, yeah, I mean, I think Raiders. There's a real chance the Bills go as close to undefeated as you can. Interesting. Interesting. Um, sticking on the Raiders and the <laughs> Titans. Um, I don't know. It's it's one of those, like, I feel like with the Raiders, people, like, didn't want to go chalk with Kansas City. People were doubting them. And Patrick Mahomes is, you know, done Patrick Mahomes stuff. 
people so were, dumb. Yeah, th- that was so dumb. It was really dumb, and and people wanted to buy the hype with the the Broncos, which gets us, to, you know, brings in the whole Sunday night football conversation. And you know, I and feel the like Chargers. the Raiders people were yeah in the Chargers as well. But like, I feel like people wanted to like zag with the Raiders, being like, oh, they could be really good. They made the playoffs last year, and I get that. But like, it's the same thing we've talked about, right? Of the team, nobody's expecting anything out of. They had all the turmoil with everything a year ago. And maybe now we're seeing the come to come to earth moment, the come to Jesus moment of, yeah, they got Devontae Adams. So there's hype there too. And maybe we're just learning like their defense isn't that good. They, their de- know, yeah, their defense lost a lot. That's the biggest yeah, thing. Their defense lost a lot. I mean, there's a lot to, to digest with them. I mean, I know they're favored in the game, but, I feel like this is way more on the Titans of a must win, can't lose type of game because the rest of your division is so shitty. And you, as the defending, if you want to say defending, but as the one seed a year ago, you you got something to prove there. And I don't know. It it feels like a bigger game for the Titans than it does the Raiders. Yeah, I see. I hear you, but... That self is so weak that the Titans, in theory, could afford to go zero and three, and pull an NFC East and make the playoffs. I mean, they absolutely at 500. could. You're not wrong. Make the playoffs at five hundred or one under because of the new rules, just like the NFC East. But um, I'm not taking the bait. I feel <laughs> the Raiders go zero and three in the West. No chance they come out of it. Um, I understand that point. But I'm glad you said Titans so that we could be we could disagree. But I think ultimately, I think Vegas. Yeah, if they if they lose, you know, kiss kiss. Oh, maybe not, but kiss playoffs goodbye. Um, any intrigue by Bills Dolphins? I think it's going to be Josh Allen by a thousand. Um, I just love that the Dolphins looked so good last week, and they're still at home. And it's still, they're plus five and a half at home. And you're right. The Bills have looked so good. It's just such an intriguing game. It's an in-division game, which those usually get a little tighter. The nerves get built up, you know, all this different shit. But that Bills defense has been so great. I mean, this is a really good test for them, right, of like a really good receiving core and seeing what they can do. And granted, like, L.A. had that, and you saw shutdowns left and right, and Stefan Diggs in two games basically just doing whatever the hell he wants. So it it really is, like, I think Buffalo wins this, but it's such an intriguing game to look at because it's in the division. In divisional games, so, you know, so, things happen. So real, real quick, the Buffalo defense is so legit. and They're so good. They are equal to the Patriots defense and the Patriots defense held the Dolphins to such limited amount of points. And uh, like the only reason why the Dolphins had 20, which yeah. is not a lot, but the only reason that they had 20 is because of a, a, a huge turnover and a, a nice pick, uh, you know, a fumble return, a pick, you know, the whole nine. So, it's it's um, deceiving that they put up 20 on the Patriots defense. My point is that the Bills defense is going to mirror just like the Patriots do. 
Tyreek because when you take out Tyreek, you can you get Waddle on an island, and the the Bills have a corner good enough to stop him. So I just I think it's going to be. I mean, I I know you're like division blah blah blah, but I think I'm I could be wrong, but I think I'm taking Bills uh, over or to build Bills Bills, bills to know, cover to the cover. Spread. Yeah, right. I I don't hate that. It's you know. We've seen the story a lot it. in division games, but it you know it's interesting. Um, we have another division game that we should just touch on briefly: uh, the Raiders and the Vikings. Vikings coming off an embarrassing loss. Raiders coming off a big Lions. W. Or, thank you, the Lions. Lions coming off a big W against the Washington Commanders. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins not in prime time. Gotta think he bounces back. That's all I'm gonna say about that. I think that who? Uh, let's see. Justin Jefferson got that, so limited on Monday Night Football because a big I play slay. You got to think he's going off for another. I think that the Eagles defense. I think that the Eagles defense is very legit, right? Um, in terms of the, the Vikings offense, I don't think the Lions have the defense to to do what the Eagles did. No. On the reverse side of it, the only reason why the Packers only scored seven was because of the drop balls. And to a point, Rodgers is still trying to be this gunslinger when he yeah, really Aaron should Jones be. Yeah, Aaron Jones barely got used in that game. Right. He really should be a use the run game, set up the pass type of quarterback now. Uh, Which is not, what the not, Lions do. It's what they did to the Eagles. Right. It's how they beat the Which Commanders. Is, but I'm saying like he should be he should be a Patriot. So he should do the he should do um sorry the Brady method of let Fournette run and then you can get the play action going and blah blah blah. So um that's what Rodgers should do. So my point is that the 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 Vikings defense is not the best. So I could see this. But I, I just don't see okay, the yeah, Lions defense game. being able I, – I don't see the Lions defense being able to stop the Vikings. I mean, I think this is the overlock of the week. I know we don't do that in our pick but it screams two defenses that get torched by good receivers, and both teams have really good receivers. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Amon St. Brown on, on the other side of things. TJ Hawkinson could have a really good week. I mean – you know, Here's it, a question, Jordy. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but were you sweating out that week one, like blowing that huge lead to the shitty fucking Lions team? Uh, yeah, I was. I, I talked about it last week on the show, but we listened to the first I, half, and then normally I don't like to change the, the venue what I'm, you know, of my consumption of a game, whether it's football, baseball, hockey, basketball, whatever. I, mem- uh, I remember you saying this in the pod, but and we I did. wanted to know more of – no, it, yeah, I was sweating I, it out. I, it was, it felt like a classic just, Eagles, Eagles blown lead at times where the defense really was. I don't know. They weren't like playing the the Jim Schwartz prevent that you saw a lot in that era of where they blew some leads, but it just at different times like there was the weird onside kick that the Lions tried to do. They felt in control even though they were really bleeding on that side of the ball defensively, and you know. At a certain point, it got put out of the. It got put out, you know. And if the Eagles really needed to tighten up, the way that AJ Brown had his way, and I think the circles back to this game this week with Justin Jefferson or or Thielen or fucking um, 
who was their tight end that had the touchdown. But like what they have, Kirk Cousins has options, right? Of whoever's vibing and going that game, and probably Jefferson or Thielen. But if you need to put the game that way and go over the top, you have that option because AJ Brown did it. The Commanders probably should have done it with Terry McLaurin, but didn't and kind of blew it because various Carson Wentz plays. And that's not a dig at Carson Wentz. It's just what happened in the game. But it just feels like the Vikings should have this. They need to have a, a comeback game. It might be closer than we think. It might be closer than what Vegas thinks because divisional game. But I think it's high scoring. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um, I mean, they've, they've proven the last couple of weeks is they're going to play high scoring games no matter what the yeah, Lions at this point. Yeah, so. they're, they're feisty. Their defense isn't very good. Um, before we jump to the late games, how do you feel about the Pats playing Lamar? I look back to Brady's last year when they were uh, 2019, right? Yep. When they were undefeated through October, right? Or they had 81. I think they were undefeated through October and they played Baltimore on like a Monday night and got absolutely pushed in by Lamar. He scares me. Uh, he's great. All the respect in the world to him. The Patriots defense is legit. Offense is still uh, finding its way. However, however, Belichick is one win away from passing another person in the all-time win record, maybe two. So, Home opener, first home game of the year. Did all this renovation to their stadium. What renovations did they do? Added added some lacrosse. Nice, amenities. well played. Yeah. Um, I pay attention to that. I just this is to me this is a clench. Like Dolphins, first game of the year. You, you kind of knew. You felt you felt a loss. You felt a win in Pittsburgh because two gritty teams, Pittsburgh can't close and finish on brand. You feel a loss versus the Ravens. You feel a win versus Green Bay. You feel a win versus the Lions. The Browns, you feel a win. The Bears, you feel a win. The Jets, you feel a win. The Colts, you feel a win. The Jets, like the Patriots are primed to lose this and then go on a run until they play the Bills again when they get stomped. But, um, and then, have a tough schedule to end but uh yeah i mean it's 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 gonna be interesting they're gonna be they're gonna be i think they come out of it two and two in the first four weeks but i love it i don't know what do you think i'm not high but they're confident but it's gonna be really interesting right to see like this new england defense how they adjust with lamar and how he plays right like one of the best pieces of content i've seen out of week two was the Michael Vick breaking down the play that got Lamar the whatever if hundred yard game that broke Mike Vick's record and how he how he breaks it down of like this is a design run, but it was like looked like an RPO and there's a jet sweep and there's guys running into motion, but they're actually they're actually pass blocking. Like how the Patriots and how Belichick draws that up to because you know, one of the best defensive minds, one of the best coaching minds that we've ever seen. Literally, you and I have ever seen. We're 32, and probably that people are, you know, our parents' age, our grandparents' age have ever seen the game. So, like, 
just that level, that next level of just thinking like a great football mind versus this unicorn type of player that can do it both in the air and on his feet. Seeing how that comes in is so intriguing and seeing what happens. It's weird the game is on Fox. I just noticed that. But it, I think, like, if you're going to make Lamar throw it, be a pocket passer, and make him beat you over the air, it becomes a very close game. And it is only two and a half. I think on the offensive side of all the Patriots, you said the offense is coming around. You need to see what the stable does, your running back core, and all the different guys who, you know, who does what. That's going to be great. I mean, the, the the Ravens defense has been pretty brutal. They've been, yeah, they've been they've been very good. And you need to see what's coming out no, there. Brutal. The Ravens defense is brutal. Yeah, I, I mean, is that revisionist? I mean, I guess they they still let up a, a decent amount of points to the Jets in the first week in a rainy game. Yeah, dude, they let um, up, they let up a bunch of points to fucking Joe Flacco. Yeah, that's that's a fair that's fair commentary. So I like does that what it, is that what it becomes what it comes down to like Jacoby Myers is he the guy to to be the the X factor in this game maybe not even they have so many so the problem uh, so okay so the problem is Kendrick Bourne unbelievable year last Kendrick. year has gotten gotten two catches all year right they haven't really used or utilized their tight ends who they signed these massive deals with they brought in Aguilar who's had decent decent not decent but he's he's they're trying to take shots with him downfield and they got Myers Mr. Reliable third down they the right way to put this they without a without a there's no alpha right so it's all it's all um like there's no superstar stud like you know let's take the Flyers for example right Jesus. Super- Jesus. Hang on. Bring the dumpster Jerus- fire in. The circus. Okay. Circus okay, is coming fine, to the podcast. Fine. All right. Fine. 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 They're, they're not. There's no Austin Matthews on the team, right? There they're you a go. whole. Americans. There's, there's there Americans. Are, <laughs> they're not Austin Matthews. There's no Austin Matthews on uh, on their skill positions, right? It's it's a whole bunch of, uh, you know, mm, you know, there's a whole bunch of let's call St. Louis Blues without Tarasenko. There's a whole bunch of guys who are second, third line everywhere everywhere else, but no first-line talent. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly might be a first-line. That's a different okay. podcast. Okay. okay. Well, I get, but I get you your understand point. I understand your point. My point. There's, no, there's, no, there's, no true, there's no true alpha. It's all sort of guys that would be great on other teams, but as it currently stands, they need they need one stud, and they just don't. They just don't have it. Yeah. So, um, Bengals, Jets, let's write it off. Bengals need a win. They, you know, Super Bowl hangover is very real. We didn't really talk about the Eagles Commanders game. I talked to you. I mean, the the Bengals, what, they have zero to one offensive lineman from the Super Bowl game. Joe Burrow is literally watching him. Yeah, we're watching him take a beating. Yeah. This is like is this is LSU the first year he was there? This is la- this is last year on steroids. Last year he set the record for most sacks for a quarterback in the playoffs, uh, and they turn it on on the end. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they need to win. I mean, that's the only storyline is the Bengals need to win. 
If they lose to the Jets, it is. I wasn't even going to touch that game because that game, it's a joke. Yeah, the yeah. Jets are a joke. That's a that's a game that you're only going to like. You'll see it on red zone because there should be touchdowns in that. Like there should be, you know, Joe Joe Burrow touchdowns. There should be, you know, all the different receiver touchdowns. Maybe some Joe Mixon. Yeah, we need to move on. The Jets are a joke. Let's move yeah. on. Um, um, let's talk about the Eagles. Then we'll ru- we'll quickly run through the late slate. Fuck the Eagles. Um, I want your what? opinion on the Eagles. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so best way to put this. I know you're putting the spin. I know you're putting the spin on the Lions win in terms of oh yeah, they they scored thirty eight, but they all you know the the Lions are scrappy, blah blah blah. blah. I think that win goes a long way at the end of the year to just the message of once you're up on a team especially in the NFL, despite what people think of a team, everyone in the NFL is good enough to come back, right? Yep. It's a lesson that uh, good in that they didn't lose, but I think they learned it. Uh, and you saw it a little bit Monday night, right? Get the lead and keep keep uh, keep their foot on their gas, if you will, right? The play calling never really became too, uh, I don't want to say stagnant, but definitely did not. You know, they, they kept it aggressive, right? They didn't just run the ball and try it. You know what I mean? They they kept it. They got the lead, and they kept their foot on the gas, if you will. Sure. I think, too, Until, yeah. I think to that point, like, there was obviously the, the pick from Jalen Hurts where it bounces off of Kenneth Gainwell's hands, goes to the other team. Sorry. I don't want to lean into the, the primetime curve and stuff. Hang on. Hang on, hang on. Before you before you break down the game here, yeah. Let me finish my let me finish my because you're asking what my analysis. Yeah, I'm is. sorry, I'm sorry. No, you're okay. My point is that um, it's a team where I think the what we talk about the Lions and Vikings defenses are not good. So Commanders have a little bit better one. Jaguars, the Cardinals, Cow- I mean the Cowboys. I guess have a good D. Like where what defense is going to challenge the Eagles' offense? You know, it's almost like the Packers last year where they didn't face a good defense until late. Like, what defense on your on the schedule is going to challenge the Eagles' offense? I like that take. I do. And I think what I was going to say is, like, last week could have easily been, like, the Lions. And I don't – like I was saying, I don't want to lean into the primetime Kirk Cousins stuff too much. But, like, primetime Kirk Cousins, it's inevitable. Has a history. Has a Has history. Has a history. And and Darius Slay had a very very good game. NFC offense or defensive player of the week. Not a big is that player. not normal? Is he not normally that good? I think he no, is. He's normally, normally that, that good. good. He's normally that yeah, good. That's my two point. picks. Two picks in a game. Very good. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. The Commanders' defense is a little little more scrappy than the defenses they've played before. What's interesting is that in Week One, huge AJ Brown game. Nothing from Devontae Smith. Literally nothing. He had a couple targets. No catches. Dallas Goddard's had two decent games. He's had some really good blocking games, but from statistically receiving and all that stuff, hasn't been awesome. But I think what becomes this X factor, or whatever you want to call it, is the opportunity that whoever... And this is something that a team like the Commanders or a good defense is going to challenge Jalen Hurts to do is if he finds his favorite receiver on that night, that particular day, how does he adjust 
when they adjust. Because the Vikings didn't adjust. You heard Troy Aikman consistently criticize the Vikings on Monday Night Football for continuing to be in that shell defense where, for those that... There was, a, there was a graphic at some point, but basically where the cornerbacks and safeties are still playing kind of, you know, much further out into the secondary off the line of scrimmage and never really, like, never really getting aggressive and all that sort of stuff. Other defenses are going to start doing that, and they're going to start keying into it and being able to transition from, all right, today it's A.J. Brown's big day of I'm going to target you a ton. And, you know, if not, maybe I'll dump a pass off. Maybe I'll run. How he adjusts to that. I think it's less huge. of that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think it's, I, I agree with you. I think it's less of that. I think it's coming to the year, no one knew what AJ Brown was going to be, especially because of last year, right? I mean, so, there, was, there was there was high hopes and expectations, at no, least no, coming sorry. into the my, Hang on. My point is that the Lions and defenses around the NFL, last year was the Devonta Smith show, right? So in terms of the Eagles wide receivers. So no one really knew. I feel like week one, it was let's shut down Smith and A.J. Brown took over, right? Week two, the Vikings were like, okay, well, we're not getting smoked by Brown, you know, and they sort of shifted, right? So They shifted, but also, like, if you, like, to your point that the Vikings defense isn't very good, like, if you, like, if you look at some of the routes that, that Devontae Smith was running, he was able to have his fucking lunch cake afternoon yeah, I mean, cake dinner you, evening yeah, cake yeah but you, free, and you forget he's a Heisman, you forget he's a Heisman trophy winner he knows sure, how to run around my point absolutely. is that no, 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 no. My I'm, point what is I'm that, saying is that he yeah. was he was wide open in the middle of the field like the linebackers were not like the shell defense wasn't adjusting their linebackers weren't moving some of them looked like they were fucking Madden on rookie mode just not even moving around so to your point of facing good defenses when that starts happening, when you actually start getting punched in the face, how are they going to adjust? I think is the real key there. Because Miles Sanders is having a similar season to what he was doing last year. He's good on the ground. He actually has a touchdown this year, which he had none last year. So that's good. And they're able to scoot in Boston Scott. They're able to scoot in Kenneth Gainwell. Quez Watkins with a huge touchdown is, is great because it opens up the defense a little bit to maybe we do need to have that shell. Because if he gets more and more involved and is that over-the-top threat, then you can have A.J. Brown running things to, you know, maybe the tw- you know a 20 and out, a 15 and out, or a post pattern. Or, you know, the triple – I forgot what the triple option thing is that, that um, you know, you run 10 yards. And you can either run a post, you can run a flag, you can just run fucking four straights. Um, but, like, having that option is – that's important too. And, like, actually div- – diversifying the receivers, which he did a good job of on Monday night, but part of that's because yeah, the Vikings defense wasn't but, good. So here's, here's what you got to remember, right? This offense right now is basically Jalen Hurts splitting the running back duties with Sanders, right? And then he's got three Brown, Goddard, and Smith, three legit guys who can get separation and yep. catch balls. Yep. Right? So this is – Go back to college. This is Alabama elite wide receivers read option and hit one of my wide receivers is open. This is Oklahoma read option hit one of my wide receivers is open. Not really a big run game. Run when I need to. So it's almost like he's been doing this his whole career, and now he has the receiver cord. Like last year, 
Smith was doubled. You know, he had a lot of check downs, but now you have Brown. So Brown and Smith are not getting like yeah. when you have two no, guys, I totally agree. No, I you totally know, agree. you can't, you can't double both. So, so I, again, I don't like it's Jalen hurts, right? Like you're talking about the, the team is only going to go as far as him, but who on this schedule going back to it, what defense on the schedule commander is sure they can, they can limit the run, but what defense on the schedule is really going to give this Eagles team, I guess the Cowboys, you know, like what the Steelers, Cowboys, scrappy, but like Steelers, what, I mean, what I guarantee defense you, is really going to give them, this is, this is the Packers of last year. dude. No, I guarantee you because to your NFC East point, the bears, one of these giants games is going to be like a fucking two point game. Jalen hurts is going to have the best. That's the other thing is that he's had some really good games. We're yeah, but due... that's, listen, that's just by December. By December, there's going to be who knows what the team's going to look like. You know what I mean? Like sure. that's, that's a really good. You, point. you can't worry about the Giants. Like that's no, my no, point. No, I like, know. This, I'm this just is, saying this, like... is the, this is the Packers of last year. Then they don't have a defense that's going to challenge them until late. Yeah, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you at that point. I'm just saying there's going to be some games where he doesn't look great, and it's. I'm a. I have a lot of high hopes with the Eagles. But it's I'm cautiously optimistic. I've seen this story before, so it's interesting. As for Sunday, because we are running out of time, uh, the Carson Wentz game. I feel like that's going to have a lot of you know stuff. I mean, to let's, it. let's let's call it what it is. The Eagles aren't winning this year. They're 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 a playoff team, but they're not winning this year. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, I I would I would agree with that. I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. I I mean, it's really the Bills to lose. But let's keep it moving. Let's just look at this at the afternoon slate quick because we're running out of some time here. Um, Rams Cardinals, interesting game. Three and a half seems low because the Cardinals have looked like absolute frauds, but divisional game, so I don't know there. Well, they beat Vegas. Yeah, they beat Vegas, I guess, but you know. Oh, you're saying? Oh, you're yeah. I get what you're saying. This is a division game. Yeah, same it's point. It's division game, already. but like, but like um, Arizona, they beat Vegas. Like is that like the hype from Vegas that's affecting the the Vegas line on this? No, they I don't barely, know. you're right. They barely beat them. They barely beat them. I mean, the Chiefs are the legit. Chiefs the Chiefs are unreal. And, and, and the Ra- and the, the Rams just ran into the buzzsaw week one. Like the Rams look really good last week. It should be an the Rams game. are a good team. This yeah, to me this is the Rams. Uh, you know, the Rams easy easy money here. Um, the rest of the slate. Chargers. The old man do bowl. Chargers. Do Chargers. I mean, without Herbert, do Chargers win? Uh, who's their backup? Chase Daniel. Yeah, that's a tough game. Um, <laughs> the Packers. Bucks. This is still Brady's world. We're all yeah. living in it. Just I mean, shit show of a Sunday night game. The although the Jimmy Bucks G. Defense, I love Jimmy G. The Bucks defense Ooh. is so good. Yeah, Jimmy G. Starting. Jimmy Russell G Wilson's been Russ. all over the board. Has been all I over love the board. Jimmy G. It feels like this is the Russ the Russ Wilson breakout game, but the 49ers defense has looked decent. I mean, I know Week One, kind of a weird game in the rain and all that shit, but I don't know. I feel it's he Jimmy G's run this offense. It's you know there there's something to that. It it, it should be a good game. Then the Monday Night game sucks. That game is going to be so awful. An over-under mm-hmm. of 39. Like, ESPN, I get it. It's New York and Dallas. and da- like, But even if Dak was healthy, that's still a really bad game. It might be a good game because they're both shitty teams. But God damn it. 
It would have been good if Dak's healthy. Um, I think they're probably both two and out if Dak is healthy. healthy. Yeah. Well, division games. You've been touting this for every other game except for this one. Come on. It's two teams I hate. I'm not giving them any. Comments. Every single every every single division game we've said so far, it's a division game. It's a division game, and then, then Monday night comes in and all of a sudden. It's well, no, this is going to be a close healthy. game because we hit the Cooper Rush experience. But no, listen, no, Dak's the playing. The, both 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 night games are both night games are a joke. Um, anyway. Yeah, I don't know, man. All right, both night games are a joke. We're out of time. I'm, I'm so. I, I yeah. want the I want the quick, Greg Piatelli breakdown on the Presidents Cup. Yeah, um, I love that the international team has a logo. I love that they have a color coordination now. I love that that's what they're going to stick with and move forward together. I love that the USA captain is basically saying, yeah, Team USA, we've, we've blown out the international team, but this group of 12 has never once beaten them. Yeah. Right? you got you got to motivate them somehow. Uh, U.S. except for in Australia always gets out hot, and then this next tomorrow, Friday when they listen to this, uh, this four ball, the international has like this crazy good four ball record versus the U.S. Like they beat like the a positive win record by a lot in the four ball format. So uh, tomorrow could be a very different story. I think if the U.S. wins another four out of five tomorrow, it's over. Yeah, I mean, this I love screams watching. 2017 of where by the time that the Saturday afternoon session came around, that it was practically over, and they had to do the Sunday singles because they had it wasn't over, and you know the pomp. Yeah, they needed, they needed of it. one point. Well, they needed one point. They right needed one Sunday. point. Yeah, but it. Uh, I mean, the way that it looked today, at one point there, all five matches were up, and a couple of them got close. There were some blown leads, and one of them. I mean, one the of one them the international Sheff- one. Scheffler blew a three three up through seven, and you blow that. There were what two up at the turn, two up through ten. You blow well, the that. international. Well, the international team won fourteen, fifteen, six. The, the one lost four holes straight. Yeah, every I mean, single hole, the last four they won. I think it's so interesting, and they said it a thousand times in the broadcast, of how they changed the routing to have what's uh, normally 16, 16, 17, 18 is now 14, 15, 16. No, 13, 14, 15. Because um, they're iconic holes. They're the iconic holes, and they want to make sure that they're played in the matches, unless they're complete blowouts like the first match was. Um, it's just, it's going to be fun to watch. Quail Hollow is a cool course. And I watched all of it today. I'll probably watch most of it tomorrow. Um, and then whatever I catch on Saturday, because I'm playing golf throughout the weekend myself. But it, it, you know, it's a fun event. It'll be, you know, the U.S. should win, and we'll have another W there. I mean, hopefully we get... I'm, I'm going to say this. I love the U.S. uniforms. They are sweet. They are very this year. Cool. This yeah. is, this is pretty so far. The, I love the blue and I love the red that they had um, for warm ups or sorry the yesterday practice rounds. Yeah, um, team golf. You know, it just excites me. It you is. Know, it's I, fun. The narrative, regardless of the narrative of how much they're gonna you know win or whatever, team golf excites me. And um, this international team has some pretty good stories. You know, there's the guy yeah. who has a lisp and he's open about it and he. 
know, has now changed his his world around it and specifically tries to be an advocate for those. Uh, yeah, oh, anyway, it's great. Sorry, keep going. No, no, no. Well, I was going to wrap things up because I think this is a good. Jordy, we all want to hear about how we all want to hear about you know your second place at uh, your your own. Um, it was the second place tournament. I did not come in second place. Sorry. Lost when to you, the champs. Sorry. We got a I'm minute. Though. Last year, I'm saying last year when you did it, how did this year go? Oh, the handicap. Um, mm-hmm. I lost in the first round of that as well because I'm put in purgatory. That's a story for another time, though, because we are literally about to run out of time. I wonder what what does put in purgatory mean. Uh, I have to give two strokes back to the field in every tournament I play in, so it's not fun. Because you won. Because I won something last year. Yeah. Um, That's so dumb. It, you know, they don't want repeats. But, Greg, thank you as always. This was so much fun. What a shitty rule. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But uh, What a four-hour podcast. You just ended it with that shitty-ass rule. <laughs> you know, that's so silly. Well, I, you know, I, I, I won't comment on it. But, everybody, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. For All right, great. When, does, does Aaron Judge tie uh, Maris this, this weekend, weekend versus yes, the Sox? he does. Ugh. For Greg Pitelli, I am the G-Man. Have a great weekend, everybody. And fly, Eagles, fly! Ugh. Go, Judge. <laughs>